a young actor can mean going on endless auditions and having to take day jobs to pay the rent, but it can also mean finding that special breakthrough role. Our guests today, all under the age of 35, have lived those experiences, including getting roles that earn them Tony nominations, and in one case, a win. Hello, I'm Jan Simpson for the American Theatre Wing, and joining us to share their experiences are some of today's brightest young theatre stars. Nina Arianda, Arian Moyed, Nikki James, and Bobby Steggert. Welcome. Hi. Thank you. Hello. Over the past couple of years, Glee has made, uh, the TV show Glee has made Broadway kind of cool. And I was wondering, was it cool when you were a kid to uh, think about a career in the theater? What was the response of your friends when you expressed your interest in the theater? I, I grew up in New Jersey and I have been um, in love with uh, in theater, specifically American musical theater, since I was, you know, five years old. Um, and so I didn't know other people who weren't also interested <laughs> in performing. And I thought I was really cool. So I don't know if um, if I was cool or not cool. I was, I've always really surrounded myself with other artists, um, theater artists and other kinds of <coughs> musicians and such. Even at a young age, I was drawn to those kinds of people. But I um, first became a really big Broadway super fan um, when Rent opened in 1995 and Rent was really I think for for kids for people our gener generation and our age range was one of those sh shows that made musical theater really cool you know people who didn't necessarily listen to Andrew Lloyd Webber had bought the Rent album and were listening to it this sort of rock show so um, I think it's both it was both cool that I was doing it and also sort of you know I was a little bit of a nerd you know? and if you grew up uh, in a place kind of further away from New York, I grew up near D.C. Um, it was foreign, I would say. You know, I, telling my parents I wanted to be an actor, they didn't even understand what that entailed, uh, what that would mean, what being a, a working theater actor could possibly um, mean. And so um, it was a, a foreign, distant land to me as a kid. You guys? I, I was not cool for wanting to do what I wanted to do. <laughs> I think my parents thought it was very cool and they supported me in that. I also grew up in, oh, did in you? Jersey. Yeah. yeah. Um, and to me, I was always interested in in the stories of it. I remember, I think Les Mis was the first show that I saw, and, <laughs> and we prepped for a week, and it was all Les Mis, all day, every day. Yeah. Paper dolls, my mom made paper dolls, I knew the story inside and out, and we, it was just such an event for us to go to the theater. So it was always cool for me, but it was, I think, because of the stories, yeah. But no, in Jersey, not not cool. I, I was not cool for wanting to do it. Yeah, that's yeah. Funny. yeah, yes. No, I was not cool either. <laughs> <laughs> um, but the <clears throat> I grew up in the north suburb of Chicago, and we had a great arts community. And like you know, in my high school, we did like Death of a Salesman. And, yeah, and we did one. Really I played Willie Loman for one performance, nice. and I also played Howard, which is a good balance. And then uh, I was also in like Cuckoo's Nest. I mean, we did like crazy, really, like, really adult shows. Yeah, that's adventurous. Yeah, wow. it was. It was <laughs> <That's> <laughs> deep stuff. But it this. still wow. wasn't. I still wasn't cool. You know, it was just like you know, it was a big school, but it was a big arts program, and um, that's kind of like, I, I, you know, it's so funny. Last night at the performance of Bengal Tiger, my high school drama teacher wrote a so note, fun. So uh, said like, I'm in town, I'm seeing the show tonight, and then she met. I met her afterwards. 
and I and I and I couldn't express to her at the moment of like how important it was that what she did what she did you know yeah. is the reason you're here right yeah it was uh, essentially you know and uh, but it was it's just a bizarre thing that like that arts education really just kind of like made you know, the decisions for me to do this. Yeah, and also, I mean, I was so into musical theater. We were sort of, I mean, the thing that's really funny about Glee is how we started this is, um, it's hard for me to even, sorry, it's hard for me to even watch Glee, mostly because I think of, I was singing show tunes, dancing down the hallways. I mean, I lived my life as if my life was a musical. And those, that's like a sort of bizarre way to behave, especially so when, you're, when you're a teenager. And, and, and maybe I had a, a very like you know like evolved sense of who I was and I wasn't gonna let anybody define me by but I think it was just um, and it's funny so when I watch that show I watch it and I think gosh that is sort of nerdy to behave that way. <laughs> <laughs> no no it sounds as though you all um, were exposed pretty early were working in theater pretty early do you remember the moment when it really hooked you and you knew it wasn't just watching it it was what you wanted to do yeah. I do. Yeah, I did a, um, we were very active in the Ukrainian community because I'm Ukrainian-American, and there was a poetry, a yearly kind of recital, poetry reading kind of Ukrainian event, and I was, I think, going on four, and I was doing a poem that year. And so we prepped at home, and then I, my mother taught me how to bow. And so we practiced, again, we, all day, every day that week, we practiced. And, um, and then it was time for the performance. And I, I had a great time doing it. It's all on tape, which is mortifying. <laughs> you and too. Then, right. And then it came to the bow. And I, you know, I did, we practiced, and people were going nuts. Because, hello, three and a half, adorable, <laughs> memorized something. Why wouldn't you clap? I would. So got the skirt, you know, did the bow, and then I just felt what it was to receive applause after working hard on something. <clears throat> and then it's just about five minutes, and I would just keep going keep further. It. And so by the end, skirts up, just, <laughs> I'm just it's just like five minutes of, and they're just, they keep going, they're feeding me with the, with the applause. <laughs> Pretty much solidified that. But I think playing pretend at home, uh, I didn't, I wasn't allowed to have toys with batteries, so, it was just music and dress up and dressing my cat and yeah, but that was it for me. I think. When was when was the moment for you, Arian? Um, I don't know. If, I don't. The, the first thing I can remember, yeah, I'm Iranian American, and I remember when I first moved to Chicago, I didn't speak any English, and then I think it was my second grade class that there was this like, you know, how to say hello in different languages thing, <laughs> and then I had to say hello in Farsi, and I went up there and I said hello. And then I, we also had to like bow to each other. Very bizarre. We bowed. So I said something, and, and the other person bowed, and I bowed. And I went around, and my entire second grade class like, was like, hey. I was like, oh, I know them. And there it was like, it was a really like heartwarming thing. And I think that was it, really. And that was really hooked, and I really liked it. I really enjoyed making people laugh. I was a the class clown. I was a class idiot. <laughs> you know, I was, you know, made people laugh. And that was like really how it all kind of started for me. And now you're really making people laugh eight times a week at Bengal. Yeah. <laughs> wow. It's a laugh riot. <laughs> Every moment. <laughs> Rolling in style. <laughs> there are actually a couple of really good laughs. They are. The There's some good laughs. Um, I was, um, 
we're all about the same age. It's so funny that there are people who come to it later in life and there are people who are like, it's almost like um, um, Oprah Winfrey was talking when she f had her final show, she was de defining a calling and I, and I do think. Oh, that was yeah. great. And I think that there there is an element of that in this business. It's it's almost like a vocation more than it is an occupation. It's something that you're drawn to um, and it becomes who you are as opposed, and, and also what you do. And it's sort of hard to even right. find the line between what you are and what you do. But um, I was, my kindergarten teacher, um, you know, I do a lot of musicals, so I sing too. And um, my kindergarten teacher assigned me the task of singing um, The Greatest Love of All at my kindergarten graduation, which was awesome. And she could have assigned me the task of handing out diplomas or something. I don't know. I've, I've never asked her. Nobody knows why she chose me if I showed inkling before that I'm not sure and I it was a similar situation it was just bowing and bowing and bowing and bowing my parents I remember my my mom and my dad have since said we knew that we were in deep trouble. yeah <laughs> <laughs> it's, a, it's, a, it's a tough life and you know when you're young and you want to do it it's sort of like even participating in the sports program your whole family makes sacrifices in order for you to sure. go your oh, lessons wow. and drive to that that community theater that's 25 minutes away that you really want to be yeah. in that production of Annie. You know, my, my parents and, and my, my older sibling all made um, like big sacrifices so that I could, you know, pursue this dream. Indulge me, I like to say they indulged me. <laughs> and I'm grateful, ever grateful for that. But I was five and I was hooked. And you know what else? I loved the community. Yeah, Honestly, that's really true. It's such a collaboration being in a show and and getting to know people outside of school. I I always really loved and and they get you and yeah. I think that's something that's also very special is that when you when you get to be around those people for me anyway I felt ah I'm accepted yeah I can play with people here I can't do it anywhere else but this is a place where. I can let my crazy fly free in a way, you know, and, and do what I love to do. But. My brother, for example, played baseball, and I was always so jealous of the team sport mm -hmm. right, right, right. bond. And um, it, it's what we do, though. I mean, being in, in a cast is a team sport. Absolutely. And there cannot be a successful production or performance without the whole team Absolutely. coming together and, and collaborating. Night. Yeah, every night, yeah. showing up. You all trained. You all went to school and, 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 and studied acting. What, when you got out of school and in the years since, has been um, the difference? What, what's the difference between being in school, doing shows, and being in the real world and doing shows? No money. <laughs> right. <laughs> or the unknown is just constant. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's oppressively constant. Yeah. yeah. Um, I think the, the big difference is, is that outside of school, your strength has to be much more inner than, oh, yeah. than at school. You have a community at school, you have constant um, support and constant um, resources. Resources. Yeah. Yeah. You have to believe yeah. that what you're doing uh, will somehow work out, and it's all in here once, you're, once you leave those. No, nobody validates you once you're out. Once you're, when you're yeah. in, people will say, you know, you're doing a good job. Keep going. Try that again. Be true to yourself. When you're out, you got to, <laughs> that's all. Like you said, you got to really stay strong with yourself. Yeah, and I think um, there are all these. There's all these things you, they forget to tell you about the business, right? They don't so, know to tell you. Yeah, and there's like the craft, right. and there's the thing that you know we do when we walk on our st on stage, and we have that you know 90 minutes or two and a half hours or three hours where we do our craft, and then there's the other aspect of it, which is it's a business as well, and there are disappointments, and people make decisions. Um, 
you do you get jobs and don't get jobs based on things that have absolutely nothing to do with you know how dedicated you were and how prepared you were for that audition um, so it's a really interesting thing marrying like the commerce aspect of it and the art and and that's why it's I'm lucky and grateful to live in New York where we can get together and do readings just for fun of shows um, there's always something going on where you can tap into the part of you that does it just because you love it not because you want to eat you know <laughs> like, yeah. and, right. and have an apartment <laughs> like live someplace yeah it's for, it, 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 for me it's a little different but no, not different, but for me, when I, I went to a BA, first off, so I didn't get a BFA. Um, but Where did you go to I went to Indiana University. Oh, cool. Yeah, and, uh, and I went to Indiana because when I asked my undergraduate advisor when visiting the school, I said, how many shows can I do here? And mm. they said, as many as you want. And that's kind of like what hooked me. But at Indiana, it was, it, was a, it was a great opportunity. I did many shows there, and I learned a lot. But for me, it really, I don't know, for me, it just was so much about bigger than myself in a weird way and I think it was my parents upbringing but all of a sudden I realized that we as theater artists can like actually evoke a lot of change mm. that other people can't do mm -hmm. and we have an and we have outlets to do that and then me and my best friend who I'm still best friends with uh, Tom Ridgely after we graduated we we though I knew auditioning was part of like the game we both were kind of like well they're not going to hire us some you know because we're 22 and we have no you know we don't have any agents or anything like that. So we just started like making our own theater. We just like kept on doing it and doing it. And we really did it for the sake of, you know, at the time it was very idealistic and it's still pretty idealistic and it's, but it's still something that we believe in like changing the world, yeah. you know? And, and I still feel that theater um, has that opportunity to do that. And, and for me, like that has been the greatest thing about being in this community. Mm -hmm. Because I feel like going to shows, all these shows, you know, I feel like we have the opportunity to say so many great, great things and, and, and make people laugh and entertain and, you know, and, and also like, so that for me was like the real catalyst. And that's the one thing that I tell people that, you know, when, when they're graduating, that like you have the opportunity to like do anything. Mm -hmm. You have a degree in theater and you can make your own theater. You can be a writer. You can be a director. You can do street art. You know, none of us, you know, for a long time, none of us were getting paid anyway. Yes. You know what I mean? So, like, doing what you believe in, you know, and that for me has been, you know, luckily has, has paid off. Well, I think the question that, that all of the, the uh, young actors, student actors watching this would want to ask <laughs> is, so how did you get your first jobs? What did you, what, what, you know, how do you get out of school? You've got this degree. You've got this energy. You know, you just you just go on auditions and you hope show something up. That's, sticks. That is, I mean, show it's up. It's as simple as that, and you just work your ass off and hope that someone yeah. uh, responds. Says the yes. work. And like Nikki was saying, there's so many other things that contributed yeah. for me to getting to getting Venus and Fur. That was not just me being prepared or doing anything, but the people that were in that room, the people that those people spoke to, and having somebody take a chance on me. That's what contributed to that, and that just somehow some that aligned for me in that moment. Yeah, yeah. it's about I, important to success is being kind and respectful. Yep. A very small anecdote is that you know my big success was Ragtime last year, and the director 
was our tap teacher at NYU. <laughs> no This woman taught me to flap and to ball change. And you were not good at it. <laughs> I wasn't good at it. <laughs> you, know, you know what, I tried and, and I, I knuckled down. And I, it worked very hard. I worked very hard and I know that that contributed towards her casting me in a, even a small way. Absolutely. You know? That's the other thing. Like you were saying that you graduated from school and you can create your own theater. Um, the people that you work with, the people that you go to school with, the people that you collaborate with are the people in two years, in five years, yes. in ten years, yes. in two weeks are going to give you your next job. Um, I'm doing the Book of Mormon, which I'm so grateful to be a part of. And two and a half, three years ago, in 2008, I got a phone call. Stephen Aremus was a musical director I'd worked with on All Shook Up. We also went to the same high school, years apart. Um, and Bobby Lopez, who wrote our piece, was our composer, had been an intern at Playwrights Horizons when I did a little reading in 1995. I was 14 years old. And he remembered me. And when they had this opportunity, he said, wow. I wonder if that Nikki James girl is available to do this thing. I mean, wow. it's those wow. things. It's showing up with integrity no matter what you're doing yeah, and those things the profile. yeah the pro exactly that's exactly the word mm -hmm. so that you can so that you people understand you and get to know your art and your craft and then they remember you you never know like you said the great unknown this business the the person you you know speak with and work with you know we might all sure. be <laughs> next year doing a show right. together yeah totally you know and having had this experience it's a very um uh, integrated sort of you know messy world the connections that you build you know so um, that's really important yeah very much so I feel like the, again like you, you're saying it's like it's all about community like we all believe in the same things and yeah. we were all those theater nerds you know what I mean we all were or whatever and, 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 and in a weird way like we understand each other and we like respect each other and and we're constantly like trying to help each other you know a friend of mine yesterday um, called me up and he's like, oh, there's an audition that you should go out for. I'm like, why are you telling me this? <laughs> he's like, because I want you, if I don't get it, I want you to get it. That's like the yeah. world that we live in, you know? And, and, and there are some bad seeds out there, uh, for sure. Mm -hmm. um, but, but overall, like, we just believe in the same goals and we have the same, like, ideals. And that's, that's really kind of like what's gotten us to yeah. here even. Yeah, absolutely. People have mentioned audition already a couple of times. Yeah. So, What's the most important thing to walk into the the audition room with? What what makes cash? <laughs> Boom. Boom. I, I know. I'm, I don't know about you guys. I'm bringing my award with me. <laughs> Boom. Here you yeah, go. Yeah, no. Sing to it. You want me to sing? No, you want me to no, sing now? No. I just want you to hold this for this. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I just I didn't have anybody to watch. <laughs> no, I don't know. I think it's authenticity. I think, I think it's walking into the room with yourself and, and standing on your own two feet and saying, this is who I am and this is my interpretation of this character. Um, there's nothing more valuable than that, I think. Agreed. Yeah, and that builds into like confidence. You know, mm -hmm. when you're real, you're confident, and that just shines, I think. I, I think in, in an audition or in anything, there's a higher purpose, which is serving the character, and that's more important than nerves, that's more important than anybody who's in the room that you know is eating their lunch while you're auditioning. Right. You know, it's an opportunity. If I'm nervous about it, I go in and I say, "Well, this is. I have about I have three, four minutes to really disappear for a little bit with with this. Whether I like the character or I like the writing, whatever, it's different, and I get a chance to explore that for a couple of minutes in my life, and then it's over. 
And if I don't com uh, fully commit to it, then it's pointless in a way. It's a very philosophical way of going in a room. Really, I'm just like, I want the job. <laughs> so what do you want me to do? You pray that you've read the script. Yeah. yeah. You've had time and um, it's, yeah, all of these things I think are, it's totally mm -hmm. what it's about. Um, you're asking, you're, you know, you're going in and, and these people, and listen, they're lucky too. They're getting the opportunity to see into your soul a little bit, you know, and to see who you are and, and how, the, and everything you bring into the room is everything, is all the experiences you've had up until that moment. And it's a really wonderful thing. Um, uh, and so I always like to think that they're lucky too, that, that I am giving them this, this gift that I've been given by, you know, the universe and my parents and hard work and stuff. So it's, it's a really, if you think of it that way too, it takes a little bit of the nerves and out. And they need you because they need to catch yeah, yeah. you. They have a job too and <laughs> yeah. to find somebody. Yeah, Very absolutely. True. I'm assuming you've all uh, auditioned and not gotten things. You've never, never. never gotten every job I've ever auditioned. Just assume that. How do you get over it? It depends on the product. Sometimes you're like, well, you know, this, like, you know, you go to a commercial audition, you're like, I didn't get it. Okay, so what? Mm. Um, and there are certain times where you like want it, <laughs> right. which just recently happened to me where I wanted it. Yeah. And and then you don't get it, and then you just, you just got to be positive. I don't know. I mean, it's hard. Yeah. You know, especially if you want it bad, it's hard. But uh, but you know that there's going to be another opportunity. There's going to be a better thing. Yeah. What's next? Kind of. Yeah, yeah. I auditioned for something it, uh, for a film that it was a fantastic book, and I had just read the book before I went in, and whatever. And I didn't get it. And the movie's out right now. I'm going to see it. It's the first time I'm having a positive experience with something that I didn't get. But I still want to support the story. But usually, yeah, I'm bitter, but then I, that bitterness goes away with, just like when you have a breakup, the next one hopefully will heal your wounds yeah. to some extent. And, and you know, you can't have the perspective as a young person without the experience, yes, but that's right. it does get easier sure. every time because you, you build a body of work that you can um, remember and rely on and know that something else will be added on to that. Totally, it's a muscle, right? Mm -hmm. It's almost like a muscle that you learn to let go faster because there's no point of making a story out of every single thing. And, and when you're younger, there's this idea that, that if I don't get cast soon enough or whatever, I'm not an actor. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like I haven't gotten cast like in the first year or whatever, or first six months, I'm obviously not an actor. My parents were, or whatever, my family was right. <laughs> I'm out, I should like do something else. And really, you know, it's just sticking to it and sticking and, and, and believing more and working harder and, um, and 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 it's and it's yeah it's I I I know young I we all were young actors when we came to the city and then the first few things you don't get and you're like this is I remember the first day or you I, get a few things and then you stop getting things. yeah exactly that happens to a lot of people yeah too, yeah totally and then you start to question yourself to have all these doubts you you what you can't do yeah I mean it's a waste of time I've lost it I've lost it I've, yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> yes totally. my magic where's my magic where's the magic well even like it's so funny like you we have those thoughts. One once we have it too, like once yes. we're in the show, yeah. we're kind of <laughs> like, I don't know what happened, no, I got but nothing. like I lost all of that stuff that I've been working on, and it's all gone, and now it's like I'm crap, and everyone can tell. <laughs> yeah, everyone knows in the audience that I am crap <laughs> on a daily basis. Yeah, like, totally. no, yeah. I, I got nothing. I got nothing. I got it's nothing. over. Why are you clapping? <laughs> Stop. Yes, well, that's you know, it's, it's the insecurity of the actor in a weird way, but it's you know part of that what makes you stronger as well. Yeah. Yeah.
But the 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 myth is that um, with success and awards and that kind of stuff that it gets um, easier. It does, we're all human, you know? Yeah, I have a Tony nomination. It doesn't make me any more confident, honestly, and I bet no. in a few weeks once the, <laughs> once the, the excitement weeks. goes down. <laughs> a few weeks yeah. already. But you'll, you'll still experience all the human insecurities that you did before. Of course. But I think that's because we care, and I think most right. actors continue to care. Yeah. If I felt satisfied about something fully, I would be highly concerned. Yeah. I, that's my personality. But if so. I ever yeah. feel, you know, <clears throat> I'm like, that was good. I'm good. And then, but also, the, but then what's the, and then what's the, what's the challenge too, what's right? Once you've mastered a skill, or once you feel as though you've, you know, we have to keep doing it. We're doing it eight times a week, and it, you know, when we're theater actors, and it changes, and it, the circumstances are brand new every single day. Yep. So, you will never know. You, it, you, yeah. every day is completely fresh, and it's a, it's you know, starting. It's like waking up in the morning and starting your day over again. You you can't really take what you did yesterday into the theater today. Right. You have to go in with totally fresh. So to get that attitude would be, then what am I going to be doing for the next six months that I'm doing this show? And yeah, it's impossible when you're playing a character in a way because you have a whole life yeah. and a whole history of a person to understand. You can't do that in, I don't care how long you're running. Yeah, Phantom, right. you don't know everything about the Phantom. Oh, no yeah. <laughs> you have a lot it's more. Secrets. It's secrets. <laughs> <laughs> he's got crushes, he's got a lot of things you know, to figure out. That's what's so exciting about it, is that the work is never done. Yeah. But there's a pleasure in the research, and I think in the process, that if you're smart, it'll inform you every night, I think, in a really fun way. And get exciting. Oh, very there's exciting, nothing, yeah. nothing better than do, feeling like you know something and then having a reaction that's new mm -hmm. or yes, catching totally. something from an, there's nothing that's better than that. Cause, and then you're now, now, now I know it. Now yeah. I know her, now, you know, and then the next minute there's something else. Yeah. I just, very exciting thing. Yesterday I just realized I'm, I'm, we started act two and I, I went to put on the records um, in the beginning and I realized I'm like, when's the last time that she wore pants? And I got so excited because <laughs> I never thought of that. You know, I've been in, I was in dresses and in, you know, fancy negligee, and then I'm thinking, yeah, okay, that's, that's this little, you know, two months or whatever, but when is the last time she wore pants? In a, in a very confident way. I'm very excited about that. No, yeah. no, totally, I get it. <laughs> I was yeah, very, totally. very excited is, about that. It's awesome. Yeah. And that's the, the gift of being present. Yeah. When you can, yes. realization. The yeah. gift of being present, I mm -hmm. like and, and also, you know, there's also like we've all worked with like high-end celebrities. They all have insecurities too, and they're they're up, they're all they're humans. On the chopping block. I mean, if of they course, succeed. They're they're criticized by the mass media. Totally it's worse. Yeah. You know, totally. No and it's like, that. and it never ends. Like it, you know, it never ends. It's just part of what this is. You know, it's just being. You know, actors can talk about their insecurities because we we our jobs are to like open us. You know, open our yeah. souls up to the world. Right. And so it's very easy for us to be like, well, I'm insecure right now. <laughs> You know, and, uh, that, and that's why I'm, that's why I said that thing. Yeah. Sorry about that. Sorry. I said emotional, that, but I'm emotional. very emotional right now because <laughs> yesterday you said that thing to me, and now you yeah. know, really and we're yeah. like, you know, bankers don't have that opportunity. It's you know true. what I mean? <laughs> or maybe they do. I don't know bankers, but but that's you know, it's for us. Oh, it's very easy when, when 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 we talk about insecurities. We all know exactly what yeah. we're talking about. Yeah. We know we all know what the emotional status of that moment of our lives is, and we know how it goes. What it means to go up and go down in the matter of minutes. I mean, it's just part of this game.
You mentioned working with, with um, high-profile people, but I'm, I'm also wondering, what are the lessons that you've learned from, not necessarily high-profile people, but from actors who've been in the business a little longer than you have? <laughs> what are some of the lessons you've, or are you learning lessons from them? My favorite actor I've worked with so far is Boyd Gaines. Mm -hmm. uh, we did a play at Lincoln Center last year uh, called The Grand Manor, and um, he's, he's so wonderful, and, and uh, he maintains an incredible sense of humor about himself, mm -hmm. and I think that's uh, what I love to do as I, as I grow, is to, um, to, to take it, your work very seriously, but not to take all the noise around it too seriously. You know, he's won four Tony Awards, and you'd probably think he's never even won a, a, a raffle, you know what I mean? <laughs> right. He's just, he's just uh, he, he has a light heart about it, and, um, and I really respect that, and I hope that like, I can emulate that. Yeah, I, um, I, I recently, I could like get emotional thinking about it. I recently did a, a, a show with Christopher Plummer. I co-starred with Christopher Plummer in um, Caesar and Cleopatra, Shaw's Caesar and Cleopatra, which was in, at the Stratford Shakespeare Festival in Ontario, and it was the single most terrifying and gratifying and amazing experience of my life. And um, <clears throat> first thing, he comes to first rehearsal off book. So that was oh, well. intimidating. There you go. Wow. And he's 80 years old. Oh, you know, I don't mean to you know, give his age away to the <laughs> masses. Um, but he, and he's been doing this life for a very, very long time. And he tells stories of working with Olivier. And, I mean, some of the greatest actors wow. in the world and does in hilarious impressions of all of them. Mm -hmm. He's a really great mimic. Um, and the thing I've learned most about Chris is, is how hard he works on it still every day. Um, and, and how interested he is in, f in really crafting his piece. And, and listen, he could show up on a stage and forget all of his lines and the people in the audience would still stand and clap because all he has to do literally is walk out there. And he, the standard to which he holds himself right. Um, he's not interested in showing up if he's not going to be able to give it his all, 100%. And like you said about Boyd, and that was really, um, he's got a wonderful, funny sense of humor about himself. He does not take himself very seriously. And he's so young in his 80 years, you know, and, and I hope that I get that experience, you know. And, you know, he's in every great movie right now. He's having this crazy resurgence in yeah. his career, yeah. and it's because he stays so, you know, excited like a kid about the work that he's doing he really does wow he's a great man what do you at this point look for um in a role i mean sometimes yes you take a job because you need a job but also you're you're still looking for something what's the something you're looking for it's very it's very specific to me because um being a middle eastern actor uh it's it's the opportunities are and i've said this before but it's True, and it's changing, but it is true that opportunities are one in two categories, like a terrorist or like an overly sympathetic victim. Those are the two places that we live in Hollywood. Um, and so, and so knowing that, like, and, and I have two kids, and, and um, you know, in like 10 or 15 years, I can't live with myself if I'm like a terrorist in a movie that's like saying death to America or whatever they're saying. Yeah. So it, it, like, it like, for me, it's just kind of, it's got me out of like a lot of job opportunities, um, which is fine. Um, but uh, what I look for is, um, if I am playing a Middle Eastern role or any character, is just some sort of like humanity and some sort of um, some fleshed out, you know, 
you know, arc. The thing that's amazing about Bengal Tiger is that he's not a good guy and he's not a bad guy. Um, he's neither of those things. He is, he's a, he's a person trying to make ends meet. And, and that is the majority of Middle Easterners that live in the world. Neither of them, majority of Middle Easterners do not live in bad land or good land. They just live in day-to-day -day land. As any other. As any other. Uh, which yeah. Really, yeah. So, so doing Bengal Tiger for me has been a, an um, unbelievable opportunity because I get to tell a story that is, I think, in my opinion, rarely told mm -hmm. um, right now. Hopefully that's going to change. Are you finding, um, you know, minority actors in a similar boat? Yeah, yeah. Are you finding now with some of your now becoming more high profile, mm -hmm. are you finding that you're able to step outside the box of Middle, Middle Eastern, Eastern actor? Uh, you know, and I sure. have too, a little sure. bit in and sure. out of that of that. Yeah, world. a little bit. Yeah, here and there, for sure, for sure. And my agents are really great about that. They're, they're, they're kind of like, you know, he... I grew up in Chicago, you know. Right, it's so yeah. You know what I mean? They like I, I, I am all the time. exactly, yeah. and uh, and so you know, it's 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 no, for sure. There's there's definitely some sort of you know colorblind ideas out yeah. there, which are to a certain extent, but um, but 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 still, you know, for me, it's important because my parents are Iranian and they came to this country, you know, came to this country to give me an opportunity, and like. They traveled a long way to, to a country that they had no idea how to speak the language, and you know they made a lot of sacrifices. And to like, and I, and, and if I am going to get those Middle Eastern opportunities, which I'm happy to do, uh, I hope that it's something that they can be proud of, that to say that like, oh, you know what, this was something worthwhile, mm -hmm. and not just for like cash or or, or, or fame or whatever. I like um, I like transformation. I think that I've had an opportunity twice to. Uh, play a character that has a, a large transformation. Um, but with currently with Billy, I don't feel that there is subtext, and that is a very interesting um, person to, to be with every day. That it's such a it's on a, such a pure level, and on that level, you have a, a journey and a trans and a big transformation. I'm I'm straying. I like I like a character. <laughs> that is layered and interesting and full and um, and has movement in it. Um, well, I agree <laughs> with you. Um, and, and, and to broaden the scope a little bit, um, I think it's important for actors to seek out variety in the type of work they do, too. Yeah. Yes. It's amazing. You'll do a fun musical and everyone will say, oh, well, she or he, he he's funny. Yeah, he, you know, he just does some musical comedy, and then you move on to do a, a long day's journey into night, and they say, well, he's dour, he's boring, you know, he's very dramatic. Right. You have to fight through the wall yes. each time to say, well, you know what, I, we can do it all. Yeah, and, sure. And we deserve the right to explore these different options. So I think we should seek out variety in that sense, too. Agreed. And working with, with, with good people. Sometimes projects are more interesting based on who you're going to be in a room with. Um, for example, when I got the call to do the Book of Mormon, um, they wouldn't give us a script, they wouldn't tell us what the show was about and give us a title at all. And, and, they, and the, the reason why I said, sure, I'll show up, was they list, gave a list of names. They said Trey Parker and Matt Stone, and I said, well, they're, in addition to being hilarious, they're so smart, and I'm curious to see. And they said Stephen Remus, this incredible musical director, and at the time, Jason Moore, this, this wonderful director, director and Bobby Lopez and then they gave a list of some of the actors that I was going to work with and I was like I want to be in that room sure. and whether or not the role is what I want 
out of my life, like sometimes the other experience is really exciting as well. So that all sort of plays into it, what, sure. what you look for. Because who you're with is sometimes even more important than who you're with, you know? That'll inform that. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, you know? so, it's so um, intertwined, deeply intertwined. Well, what makes a good director for you? What, <laughs> what do you look for in a director? What do you want from a director? What's Being hands-off at the important times and being specific with you at the other important times. Yep. They need to let us do our job, and they need to help us do our job, and they need to know when to do both. I think. Uh, mutual respect, I think, is, is really important. Yeah. Trust. Um, you are, your job, in addition to serving your script, is to serving a director's vision. It was very interesting how little power we have, really. I mean, we have this big power because we're telling, we are the ones telling the story, but we're facilitating you know, one person's words and their story through another person's vision and marrying those two things and then collaborating with the other actors. Um, so there is a lot of respect, uh, trust that has to go on. And, um, and I like to work with directors that trust themselves, where it's very clear what they want. And even if I disagree with them, I, I, which at times you do, I want to know that the person who is Absolutely. leading me believes that he knows more about all of our lives, our characters' lives, than we do too. There's a there's a part of that because um, you know it's a big job, and there's a lot of people, and there's nothing worse than seeing a piece of theater that is not cohesive, that doesn't, that is telling too many different people's points of views. It's very confusing, and then it's also not that fun to do, really. <laughs> you know, <laughs> on our part. Yep. Yes, and yes, I agree with. That. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and another thing is, hopefully, that confidence in that director allows them to say, "I don't." Know. Right. Yeah. You right. Know, if they're confident enough to say they don't know a certain thing, uh, then they're willing to collaborate too. You know. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. Do you have favorite directors that you've worked with? Um, I have many. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I, no, it, it's it's. I've been. My recent was working with Moises, and Moises is. You know, besides Moises Kaufman. Moises Kaufman, who directed Bengal Tiger at the Baghdad Zoo. Um, uh, Moises Kaufman is just so collaborative that, like, now I'm like, all I want is collaboration. Yeah. You, know what I mean? yeah. you know, if anyone were in the room, if it was the assistant costume designer and we were in rehearsal, he would turn to him or her and say, what did you think? What did you think? And he or she would say, uh, <laughs> I liked it. Why? Well, because I like this when the blah, 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 this happened here and there and that. It's like, okay, I agree with that. Or he would say, bluntly, I disagree with you. you know, but everyone got a say. Everyone got a say. And that was so exciting for, for, for our company just because it was something that we all believed in but it was also so, like, on paper, it's so, you know, grand and, like, yeah. epic in scale and, like, big themes, big ideas that, like, to have someone just say, like, yeah, sure. What do you think? What do you think? And then, like, brutally be like, you are wrong. <laughs> yeah. That's yeah. Right. What do you explain why? What? What do you explain why? Of course. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and, and then all of a sudden you'd be like, you'd be like, Arr. But you're like, oh, he's kind of right, actually. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but, you know, that's, that's, that's been, that's my most recent and most, you know, one of my most favorite experiences. Yeah, it's incredible. Lots of actors say they don't read their reviews. Do you? 
Nope. I'm not strong enough. And, and I, I think that people who are strong enough are pretty remarkable. And uh, liars, and I think they're you liars. Think <laughs> <laughs> I really do. I can't, it's so hard for me to even imagine. That. Yeah, because, uh, you know, it, even, they, like they say, if you read a great review, that could mess you up just as much as a bad review. Mm -hmm. you know? so here's the moment that I'm brilliant in, and you're never going to be brilliant in it ever again, I think. You know? Get it back. I read all the reviews. I really do, but I am, I am, I am so... I'm trying not to anymore, but I'm, it's a, it's a, I'm, I'm addicted to it. Mm -hmm. And then, um, and I read them, and then I just kind of go like, why am I reading this? Yeah. And then I'm like, ah, forget it. Well, I heard this other review's out anyway. Might as well check. Yeah. Google is so quick. It's so fast. You uh, know what, um, this is funny. Um, he's not at the table. Again, I, I like speak for people who are. Yeah. <laughs> I'm inspired by people who say things. Um, uh, I was in a room when uh, Mark Rylance received an award from the, the, the drama critic circle thing. Um, it was a really intimate setting, and he stood on a chair and he said, uh, People say, you know, it's been said that I don't read reviews, and it's not that I don't respect what you do. I just don't think that what you have to do has anything to do with what I do. Wasn't that brilliant? Wow. I was like, Yes! Yeah, that's it's, perfect. It, we're, we are, and we need each other. You know, critics start conversations and they, they get people interested in work that maybe nobody would have seen. Yeah. Um, they, 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 they receive our work and interpret it and very interesting, but what they do has very little to do with what we do. And so I, I agree with him and I find it, it, it's difficult for me. So I, I can't read them. But then the more you do, the more you realize it kind of doesn't matter. I mean, you just show up and you you just do your job. And the, there's I, the strength, though. That's the hurdle to pass is when you say, oh, "It doesn't matter," you know. And that, um, yeah. If are you able to do that, or do you not read? Well, I don't read. Oh, hey, you're fucking. I always yeah. wonder. I always. You can see the actor. I mean, you work on stage with actors who, and you can tell who's read what. When they you see it. certain oh, you can see it. Oh, yeah, absolutely. you can see it, and you are just like, okay, like <laughs> so you okay. know it, and that is what that is a really interesting thing too, because they subliminally they can get under your skin. I feel the same way about asking my mom what she thinks about the shows that I'm doing. You know what I right. mean? Like I don't uh, solicit uh, comments from even my most respected friends and colleagues sometimes about specific moments in my show, and my job is to serve my director's vision and by taking other people's opinions and not doing and not going back into a rehearsal room and fleshing it out with my director and my company I'm now like taking on the job of as a director sort of I don't know it is that's exactly that's a very yeah. good point actually yeah so I'm not I'm not gonna do it anymore <laughs> <laughs> no uh, this I won't do it anymore and I'm it's almost kind of a uh, a creative challenge for me with the next job that I approach um, I really want to try to put a bubble around myself in a very loving way. And I, I don't like when people sugarcoat things for me. That's not what I'm, you know, I don't want people around, I don't want yes people around me. But I also don't want too many voices that I allow by looking at Google. Sure. By, uh, you know, I'm putting out a mass email to the family who love to, you know, to Google and to do all that saying, not this time. I want to try, I just want to try it. I yeah. want to see what happens if I'm, if I simply put my actors, I have my actors, I have my director, and I have this, this shrine that we work in, and that's it. What happens then? 
They'll put it outside the theater. They will put it outside the theater. They just wanted to show you. Whoa. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> well, I didn't see it. Well, it's it's actually much harder to not read him on Broadway. Being my whole life off Broadway, being on Broadway, it's like everyone talks to you. You get like, a Did text. you read the New York Review? Yeah. <laughs> like, well, no, I didn't. Oh, yes, I did. You know what I mean? It's like it's Hell very. Hell of a review today. Exactly. Text, text, text. I totally exactly. disagree with what that person said about your performance. <laughs> well, what did they what say? Did they say? <laughs> yeah, she, she was talking about. Don't listen to her. Yeah. What would you talk about? <laughs> Yeah. I mean, you know what I care about? What my, what my fellow actors think of my work and, yeah. what, and what my director thinks of my work. Yeah. You know, that's the review you should Healthy, healthy, healthy <laughs> approach. <laughs> We're gonna, always the best to. way. <laughs> we went to school together. <laughs> yes, long What time. else is different about working on Broadway as opposed to working off-Broadway or in uh, the regional theaters um, besides the fact that they put the reviews up yeah. there? What else is what else is different, or is it different? Maybe it's not. I think the off-Broadway theaters, uh, generally, this is a generalization, can take uh, more artistic risks. I believe they they generally have shorter runs. Um, they usually have a, a, a subscription audience, and as a result, I think they can uh, take bigger leaps artistically. Sometimes it works out beautifully. Sometimes it doesn't. But it's a broader range of choices made on stage. I think. So I take that to mean that you mean that, that there's sort of a, a wider variety of roles that you might be able to play or, or, or more challenging or more. Yeah, or just uh, risk your material sometimes. You know, a Broadway house, ha they have to fill the seats. And yeah. you guys are all lucky to have just done Broadway shows that are wonderfully received and that are beautifully artistic. Not always the case, though. Yeah. Well, yeah. yeah. And more people. More people. It's different. Scale. Yeah. But the work itself. It doesn't change. And I want to ask this. I, I always think about this. <coughs> My value as an artist doesn't change based on the size of the house, nope. the oh, size of the building. No. Don't in you fact, love small theaters? Yeah. yeah. And yeah, also totally. just love it. shows that I'm proud of that nobody saw. Like, I'm still yeah. going to work doesn't change. No, you're doing the same thing. It's it a doesn't very matter if it's the yeah. in which one thing is valued more. And we talk about, I mean, pay scale is different. And that is, you know, based on the size of the theater, which is how much money they can bring in and how much they can pay us. And I've never thought less of myself if I was getting a smaller paycheck than I am when I'm doing It's a very weird thing. You're yeah. still hungry. Yeah. You still <laughs> yeah. want to do the best yeah, that you can. Totally. Yeah, totally. You know? I think the bi for me, the biggest difference for Broadway is actually competition. I felt like when I'm off-Broadway, you're, like, you're, you're not competing. You're just like doing art. Like when being on Broadway this season, I don't know, I just felt like there was like so much talk of like competition and like your show and our show and I was like, Jesus, like let mm -hmm. it all live. Hang out with those people. <laughs> yeah, well no, I mean I just it's it's it was constant. I just felt like it was like because we also there were so many plays this year. That was the other thing. There were so many plays this year. And uh, and I just felt like and it's and we had, you know, Robin Williams and then there was all this talk of like Robin Williams and Chris Rock and Ben Stiller and uh, Jim Belushi, all comics going on. It's like yeah, we're all actors, you know, just trying to do this thing. I felt like that was a, 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 a big portion of the Broadway experience for me this time. Maybe it was, I don't know, it was just a unique experience, but that's what I felt. Where off-Broadway, I really do feel like it is about the art in a weird way. You know, I, we've, I've done shows for, you know, 10 to 15 people, and I'm proud of those shows. Mm -hmm. And those 10 to 15 people, you know, I think really enjoyed themselves. And now doing shows for 1,000 people, it's, you know, it's yeah. still just theater, you know, just doing what you believe in and, and, and really hoping to change a few ideas and minds. We've been talking pretty much about new, new kinds of work. Um, what about classic work? Are you guys interested in doing that kind of work, doing uh, 
Shakespeare. Well, you've talked a little bit about that, yeah. doing classic work. Love Shakespeare. Yeah. And you played Juliet as well, correct? I did. Yeah. You did? Where did you play Juliet? In rep. I oh did. My gosh. I was doing Romeo and Juliet. This is the best year of my life, other than this year. <laughs> Every year is the best year of my life. That's, <laughs> That's exciting. Good. I hope it keeps getting like that. <laughs> um, um, I was doing um, the Stratford Shakespeare Festival, mm. which is um, the most incredible uh, repertory company with a, a, with a company of actors, uh, the likes of which I have never experienced. They are so, so talented. And it's amazing that they get to do classical work, you know, a year after year. Um, and they have, we have, they have four stages. And my year in 2008, they put up 17 productions. And most everybody is in more than one. Most people are doing three. And so, um, I was doing Romeo and Juliet and Caesar and Cleopatra in rep. So wow. I would sometimes do fun. them two in one day. It was That's so awesome. fun. And you know what's really cool, just talking to actors, really cool about doing two roles at the same time is how they start to inform each other. Oh, yeah. Because, yes. you know, it's weird to live in two people's bodies, you know, yourself and your, the character you're playing. Mm -hmm. And then to add a third person, it's like, you know, uh, Plus, Sybil. you get two chances. If you don't like your first performance, you're like, oh, no, and then your second performance. Yeah, and, you, and they, <laughs> yeah. They, they really sort of fill in each other. And, but uh, if I could do classical theater and, and be very good at it, which I'm not yet very good at it, it's, it's, a, it's, a, so hum, it's a humbling experience. Um, doing that kind of language, mm -hmm. it's it's it was incredible, and I would love to do a lot more of that. Have you the others? If you had that experience or are interested in that? Yeah, I just finished doing a piece um, based on a George Bernard Shaw play, oh, yes. um, and uh, you know you learn where playwrights come from. You learn uh, how modern they were in their day. Mm -hmm. You know, I'm, right now I'm rehearsing a Chris Durang play, and the the similarities between George Bernard Shaw and Chris Durang are actually kind of wonderfully um, uh, present. And, um, and you, you realize that, um, that in their day, they were the playwrights that we were talking about earlier. Yeah. And there's so much to learn from them still. You know? Oscar Wilde is, I did Importance of Being Earnest. Incredible. You feel like it's that is kind of the Us Weekly of the time almost. Sure. It's so modern. It's so yeah. wonderfully gossipy, and and I love that. With I'm going off on a tangent about Oscar Wilde, but the, his writing it's it is so amazing how if you screw up one rhythm, the joke is dead. You're done. You're yeah. screwed, and it's it, that is a beautiful thing that you're dealing. That's a masterpiece in itself. And Shakespeare too, obviously, you have pentameter, and you have you know, um, all the endings you can think of. But with Wild, it is a very, there's a bouncy feeling to it. And there's a respect that you must have towards the writing or it will be completely unsuccessful for everybody. Yeah, it's Love that. Yeah. One of the things that people talk about a lot um, in the theater uh, is drawing younger audiences. Mm. And as younger actors, obviously the people that you know are interested in the theater, but what do you think is needed to draw people from your generation? Actors of? No, not actors, but audiences. Oh, I see. What do you think Glee. is needed? Glee. Maybe. <laughs> do good work. I, you know, that might be it. That might be it. And it, I know for, actors of my generation i think it's people taking a ch taking chances on strong actors period 
not necessarily celebrities, but strong actors. Mm -hmm. Nothing wrong with it, but there, there are fewer people who are getting chances in a way, and I think that would help uh, my generation with that. But I think maybe Glee is it as far as people who are not interested in theater or acting period. Maybe, I don't know. I, I, I'm not on Facebook, I don't do Twitter, I'm scared of it, so I have no idea in a way what people I think that to get that's in. part of the problem. Everyone's trying to decide what people are into and As what is going to get people right. What they care do about, good what they work. In. Yeah. When you do something, you know, with very little, you know, like Bengal Tiger and even my show, when you do it with without with totally committed to your vision of what you want, people respond to it. Um, old, young people want to. I, I hope, I, I think that audiences don't like to be told what to think. Yeah. Um, and sometimes it is about like, you know, the buzz and the press and this and the other stuff. But if what you're doing is not good, you're never going to get an audience past, you know, you know, the f first couple of weeks. I, I hope, I would right. think, I, I, but I don't know. How great would that be if that were true, that people are so saturated with things that, you know, don't matter and, it, and it's fed to you so quickly that maybe what you are looking for is two hours of something that is real and mm -hmm. and you can't dispute it in any way. That would be so exciting if that were yeah. true, Nikki. Yeah. That would be... I, I hope so. Well, I think TV is a good analogy. Like, all the networks, they have focus groups about what kind of shows should we make. That's why HBO and Showtime are so successful because they just... Do they good just work. Create they employ good, work. good writers. Yeah, yeah. Yes. they employ yeah. good teams. Integrity. And, they do and I think yeah. that artistic directors of theaters and uh, and and producers could take a lesson from the TV analogy. I, I will. I, I totally agree with all of that. I also think that to get younger audiences, we have to actually reach out to them more. In my theater company, you know, we 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 don't make any money. All of our ticket prices are very low, but we get grants to make sure that all high school students and uh, veterans get to see our shows for free. Because those are the people that, especially in New York City, like how many times have you heard, this is a group of kids that are seeing your show have never seen theater before. Yeah. That, that, that has not changed for 50 years. That idea has not changed. They've never seen theater before. I feel like, I think it's right. I think it's good work. I think, and kids understand and will and, 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 and latch on to good work and really love it. But it's also we've got to like also you know producers and artistic directors have to go out and like really like reach out to them and say come on, it's okay, we're we're going to lose money. Come on in. Yeah. Okay. What Memphis did, you know what Memphis? Yes, did? what Memphis did. That was, so that was what Memphis so did. wonderful. Exactly. Every time what Memphis did. There was a um, what do you call it? A sponsor, um, the French jewelry company, or I can't pronounce it. Um, they sponsored a class from New York to go see a show of Memphis. Yeah, they bought the entire house. They bought the, yeah. So it was 1,400, you know, inner city kids, or not just inner city kids. Kids. Uh, well, it's New York, so they're yeah. city kids. <laughs> city kids. Um, who were coming to New York, who'd never seen the show. And you know what they did? They made it a, they made a part of it. So they turned it into a flash mob a little bit. So <laughs> the actors were on stage dancing their finale, and they had secretly taught all of the kids in the audience yeah, the, the choreography. knows. And so they joined in, and it was all of a sudden this, you know, this sort of beautiful, I've cried when yeah, I, I did oh. too. So. I was cried. Oh, I cried at the Tony Awards and then at the luncheon. Luncheon, yeah, luncheon I was gone. <laughs> yeah, it was incredible. I was gone. I was gone. Because then they came out, and both, I mean, you remember from the from the telecast, but the first time that we I saw it at the luncheon, the, the kids came out, they were so excited. Yeah. Sorry, I'm not supposed to time, sorry, the mic. <laughs> but uh, the kids were so excited. Yeah. 
And that makes me yeah. feel yeah. like, you know, maybe, maybe, you know, and one of the kids said that I want this, I'm gonna win a Tony or so, you know, and that killed me, it just killed yeah. me. They, that, that gets me excited. I think that might be it. Yeah, get kids in the theater. Have another jewelry company sponsor. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Let's do it. I think the, the bottom line though of what you said is do good work. Yeah. And certainly all of you have done very good work. <laughs> uh, thank you for thank that you. good work and thank you for joining us. These programs are brought to you from the Graduate Center of City University of New York in partnership with our friends at CUNY TV. On behalf of the American Theatre Wing, I'm Jan Simpson and thanks for joining us for another edition of working in the theater. I'm Ted Chapin, chairman of the American Theater Wing. The Wing has played a vital role in New York's theatrical life for more than 60 years. Best known for creating the Tony Awards, we stand for excellence, but we also support education in the theater, and our work reaches beyond Broadway in New York. The Working in the Theater television programs, which are supported by the Annenberg Foundation and the Dorothy Strelson Foundation, are unequaled forums for discussions with today's most creative artists. Downstage Center's in-depth radio interviews were created in conjunction with XM Satellite Radio and can be heard on our website. For people who are starting their careers, we have a two-week boot camp for aspiring actors from colleges across the country called Springboard NYC. And our theater intern group provides a forum for young people who are starting their careers to build a professional network. All of the American Theatre Wing's educational and media programs are available for free on demand from our website, americantheaterwing.org. Thanks for your interest in the Wing, and thanks for watching.